What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode, I'm talking to a complete stranger. No joke. At least that's what it was like before I got this guy to come onto my podcast. Basically how it all started. Um, his name is Cohen Ostry, uh, by the way. He's a personal trainer located uh, in Westmount, training in the gym called The Studio. So shout out to The Studio. Shout out to all the ones who train there in Westmount. You guys are really uh, taken care of, especially with Cohen. Um, so yeah, basically how it started was I slid into his DMs on Instagram and I basically told him how I'm a big fan of his content. He's not an in- a fitness influencer, but it's just uh, his content is nothing like your typical douchebag fitness influencers. Uh, he actually uh, gives out really good content and it's very it's very engaging, very honest, very genuine and very simple. So I felt it was a perfect fit for him to go come on to my podcast called Keep It Simple. Um, anyways, some of the stuff we talk about, uh, we talk about how we as trainers manage our clients' expectations, despite how our network are completely different, seeing how I live on the south shore of Montreal. He's located uh, on the island of Montreal. And believe it or not, guys, uh, the discussion we have about this, I'm pretty sure you guys are going to be very uh, impressed and very uh, relieved to know that you guys, we're all similar in very, very, very... uh, similar ways i guess you, uh, we could say i'm pretty sure you guys are going to enjoy that conversation um cohen talks to us about his four pillars that he lives by and how he integrates this into his clients he doesn't want to say it i'll say it for him this is easily why cohen is so good at what he does and why he separates himself from the others i go off on a little tangent yes i go off on a tangent what is an episode without me going off on someone or something and this someone or some this people that these people that i go off on are the modern day bodybuilders yes i'm talking to you modern day bodybuilders not all of you but uh, the general the generally all of you i guess and how your message that you guys promote online is pure bullshit all right and it's actually harmful to uh for for the viewers um on a more positive note, Cohen addresses the importance of being able to read your client properly in order to guide them in their fitness journey safely and effectively. And I agree with everything he said about that. Uh, that was really enlightening to hear. And I'm sure you guys will definitely appreciate that as well. Um, anyways, um, we talked about much more things, but I don't want to take much more of your time. So let's just jump right into it. Ladies and gentlemen, here is my interview with personal trainer Cohen Austri. Enjoy, guys. Basically, I'm a strength and conditioning coach at the Studio Montreal, and um, I focus mainly on functional training with my clients, uh, but also, like, my personality is all about creating experience and also making sure that people uh, are in a safe environment and an inclusive environment, and I always want to do that if it's with friends or it's in my work. And as a, someone who has been hockey, like in the hockey world forever. Uh, oh, so you were a hockey player. I played hockey. Uh, that was like 
Cohen, uh, like version number one, where hockey was everything. Oh, and I finished like uh, at Université de Trois-Rivières. So from like a little guy to like super competitive and finishing with a scholarship at Trois-Rivières, that was all my life. And that's where it brought me to fitness, where I love moving. I understand what it does to your body, to your, your mind. And I wanted to kind of give that back uh, to my, uh, mon prochain or like the, the, the stranger in the street, but it's more of, there's a way to do it where people can feel empowered and fulfilled without, uh, the six pack kind of, uh, version of, uh, what we're seeing in the last 10, 15 years and still it's getting better, but still out there. And, um, yeah, man, it's all about, uh, just spreading some love with movement. I want to ask you, um how old are you <laughs> <laughs> i'm 30 i turned 30 in october you turned 30 in october yeah. and this may how tall are you because from six three you're six three okay i feel like i don't know if you ever had a pen pal but i had a pen pal growing up in elementary and yeah. uh, i think he was like from uh like europe no idea who this guy looked like but with social media now yeah like i don't want to say i'm cr i was crushing on you or anything like that just like i said uh i i you kind of uh, caught my attention with all this uh, holistic uh, mindset kind of approach. And I was like, wow, this guy's, looked, this guy's pretty cool. And so I feel like I'm finally talking to my long lost pen pal in a way. So it's like kind of- Same, same uh, feeling, Justin, same feeling. And I, we kind of know each other, but know each other, not know each other from other people, either we went to school with or friends of a friend. Um, but I really resonate with people that are, like straightforward, honest of their work and also kind of preaching good stuff on Instagram. So I think that's just natural right now that we're connecting through that podcast. So happy to go, uh, go forward with uh, all it's, we have to say today. Yeah. It's just, um, speaking of like the, the, the content that we post, here's it. Like, I'll be very honest. Well, this is obvious. I post nothing but stupid shit, right? I post me doing stuff at Costco and all that stuff. Um, Keep in mind, I don't know if you know this. Well, obviously I do work at Costco. Um, I'm not a full-time personal trainer, right? Yeah. Um, you are, correct me if I'm wrong. Totally. And how many clients do you, like what's your day-to-day, -day, what is the day-to-day -day life? Because keep yeah. in mind, I was a full-time personal trainer. A uh, okay. little confession here. I worked half, half at Costco, half at personal training. And I'll be very honest with you, I quit the personal training industry. I quit the whole gym thing because I was so frustrated about, I went in for the wrong reasons, right? Yeah. I wanted to make a lot of money, assuming that we're making a lot of money, you know, and uh, the money just flows in. And so uh, when COVID hit, you were very busy. You created, uh, you started doing very creative uh, things for your clients um, to keep them uh, motivated mm -hmm. and to keep you busy, of course. Uh, oh, yeah. so I just want to know what it's like and everyone else who's trying to be a personal trainer. Yeah. I do have a great idea of what it's like. Of course I've been through it, but, um, what is it like for you? You're, you're, you're up in Westmount, right? So I'm assuming the, the clientele in Westmount, uh, you know, is so much more different than here in the South shore. So I don't know uh, if you could just explain, like what it's like to be a, a trainer for you in what well, 
I guess you could say we're, we're still in COVID maybe. I don't know. Yeah, but no, like for sure the restrictions are, are getting better. And like now feels like we're back to normal, especially just where we're at, at the studio. But like long story short, but um, where I started was in Laval and uh, I would so say- you, that- you live in Laval. So I don't want to, you live in Laval. Yeah, I live in Laval. My, okay. uh, when I met uh, my wife now, uh, she, w- she had a business- uh in Laval so for me just with hockey moving around it was easy for me to just be like hey I'll just move to Laval whatever like I I've lived so many places let's do it so uh when I became a a trainer um I started my first year was in Laval and coming back a bit of where you went first of all you gotta it's hustle like you gotta build clientele and stuff like that but I saw in Laval that there was a plateau that I would reach with wherever I trained people or whatever the center I was, it's more the mentality there was like, you do your best, it's going to be what it is. And you're doing this for passion and stuff like that. And people will come in and come out and it's like the January, like, oh, I want to get fit. And then you'll lose them and whatever. And I was like, I I see bigger things there. And I I think you can, uh, I was in my mind, like, I think you can create anything, any experience and kind of sell it at a price you want and also people want to absolutely train with you and at one point I got a someone who introduced me to Val Desjardins uh, who uh, started Pump Fitness uh, in Montreal, Westmount, liked what she was preaching, liked the approach she had, the high-end approach and I was like I definitely see myself there. We connected and for the last seven years I'm in Westmount. West, oh, so you've been a trainer for seven years now. Seven slash eight. Yeah, I'm trying to kind of looking at the dates and uh, trying to know that it's roughly for sure seven, seven to eight. And so the last seven years in Westmount, best choice I've made. And yes, honestly, and obviously Westmount, uh, we can look at it as like there's more wealth there. And at the end of the day, for sure, for a trainer is maybe the optimal place to be. But there's still an experience and a product that you got to provide. Mm-hmm. And, but also what I saw is that when you're working with high-end either clientele or people that are a built business for the ground up or whoever CEOs and stuff like that, they understand also that it's a lifestyle to be healthy. It's a lifestyle to, to manage 2000 people uh, in your business. Like you need to be healthy mentally and physically to be able to run a multi-billion business or stuff like that. So, Working with that type of clientele, it was, if you're delivering the product, um, they want to work with you on a yearly basis or some clients I have, it's been four or five years. And it's not a question of like, oh, it's January. I want to start back. It's like, I'm in this three times a week. And if you're offering me what I want, I'm staying with you and we're going. And if I'm getting results, is it physically, mentally, or just we're looking for longevity and I just want to make sure I'm able to be on the roll for my businesses. Uh, I really liked the clientele there. And obviously, like I said, you still need to hustle, but I was able, and I'm grateful for the clientele I built there. Cause we look right now, if I, a day to day will be me training clients from 6 a.m. to 3, 4 p.m. And I'm seeing 16 to 20 clients a day. So I'm seeing two to three every hour uh, five days a week, even six uh, Sundays, I work half days. Um, but I'm like 50 to 60 hours a week of oh, PT. That's, that's like, 
I, yeah, yeah, it's my livelihood, but it's like, I, we've created something at the studio that's pretty uh, amazing and the experience there that people want to be part of this. And um, yeah, it's just like, I think anything, and we're in the fitness right now and talking about that, but anything you do in life, if you find that niche and your passion and you can just create an experience and understand there's work behind it and hustle, like you can sell cupcakes and make hundred K a year if you want. Like it's like, it's just a question of where you put your energy. And that's, uh, that's my day to day roughly. Like I'm really all out clients and it's taking care of them all year long. So you mentioned something uh, that kind of struck, uh, struck me. Um, uh, well, for those, for the listeners who are listening, for those who don't live in Montreal, Westmount is uh, a very well, well considered. Well, yeah. it's a fact. It's a, it's, it's a very wealthy neighborhood to uh, to live in. Basically, Montreal is just fucking expensive in general. But Munch, uh, Westmount is uh, considered one of the most prestigious towns uh, and um, places to live in Montreal. You kind of struck a chord with me. Well, it hit me because um, you said. You get, well, the way I understood it, you get all kinds of people, right? You have like the 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 ladies who just want to look good, and then you have like the super successful entrepreneurs, male or female, yeah. who basically take this as a longevity standpoint. You said something where um, you make it a priority to make your clients understand that in order for you to run a multi-million dollar business, which you stated some of them do run. Um, if you're living in Westmont, if you're living in a, in a, in a, in a, in a detached home in Westmont, you're doing something pretty good with your life. Let's just, let's just be real here. Yeah. But um, you have to really understand that working out fitness and wellness plays a huge role in stress management and running, like I just said, a multi-million dollar, um, business. Um, is that considered one of your, I spoke about this briefly in your introduction, your pillars. I know this is all about you. Like that, this is what you do. Um, the reason why it struck a chord with me is because when I started training, I just similar, uh, background of you i was a track and field athlete i was in the, um, the national team for a long for a long time uh, in my career and when i retired in 2016 when i missed the qualifications for the the olympics um i immediately got into personal training i was doing my my certification in the background here and there yeah. but as soon as i started training personal training i shouted out to all my social media platforms and i said hey here I am. Let me help you lose your weight and be the best shape of your life. And I wanted to hit the ground running because I was afraid people are going to forget about me and forget about like the success, the success I had. Mm -hmm. I'm being full transparent here. I was like a fucking douchebag. Like I was, I wanted people to understand, Hey, here's this super high intense, really good athlete and is now retired and is now going to give all of your expertise all of his expertise to you. And that really shot me in the face really hard, easily within the first six months because they all lost the weight. But then as soon as they, it came down to uh, uh, re-signing your contract, 
they didn't because one, it was too expensive. And two, they were just drained because I just, I beat the living crap out of them. Yeah. Cause they're like, and that's what I thought fitness was. Oh, for sure. And again, you might not be wrong back then where you're, what you learn it's after you're going to kind of teach it to everyone. And there was no podcast like this to maybe bring awareness and, or coaches to look up to and that you see a different approach. It was more, and honestly, even me first year slash second until I kind of came under the wing of Val, you're like just more about the, Hey, we'll, we'll get you that six pack, whatever yeah. it takes. And exactly. want to look good. We're going to work on booty. Uh, okay. Make sure that like, it's, it was all about aesthetics. Yes. But the question on longevity and how you feel and, that hey did you sleep well just a simple question of like understanding what's your yeah what's your lifestyle you have two kids you work 70 hours you run a business okay how do we look at your next quarterly uh like paradization and okay you're in your, your cycle this uh this week we're not gonna do too much strength and stability we're gonna make sure that we're empowering your week because it's like it's just what's the human in front of you and work with that was not the conversation 15 years or 10 years or five years. That ago. is exactly. So that's the reason that was, that's the reason why uh, what you said shook a chord with me. And yeah. this is the reason why I have you on my podcast. I literally invited you on. I sent you a cold DM. I literally slid into your DMS and I said, yeah. Hey, uh, I love what you do. Um, is that something? So clearly this is your mindset, right? You're not yeah. just guys, for those who are listening, we are not, Clearly, we're not reading a script. Uh, when I jumped on this Zoom call with Cohen, I basic before I, I recorded this, I told Cohen, "Hey, look, we're just going to shoot the shit." We spoke about some. We have some topics that I'm we're briefly touching on, but um, clearly, no, you were feeding your uh, your uh, your kid there. Also, you were just giving the bottle 15 minutes before a call. <laughs> hey, look, that dad life, bro. We're gonna touch on that later yeah. on, but I just really want to get to these uh these things the way you're talking this is clearly your mindset right um was this your mindset from an athlete's perspective you just said that you were apparently an athlete um uh when i was an athlete all i thought about were results you know as uh, us athletes you have one job and one job only and that is to achieve your goal whether it's a, a the you're in a team or whether you're an independent um, athlete like myself in track and field, there's always an end result. And uh, that was my biggest issue is that I, I brought that athlete mindset and I instilled that in my clients, quote unquote, aesthetic goals, right? Because everyone wants to look good. Yeah. And you just said something, you, uh, you gave an example, you asked, uh, how's your sleep, right? Was that always a priority of you not to always ask how's your sleep but like was that always a priority of you uh, of yours um this mindset where it's like hey if you don't kind of like feel good you'll never look good um uh, i think through the years it, it was more clear to me my message it's it would be me lying about like when i was an athlete if i was thinking about these things i think there's coaches in my life that brought different perspective and kind of like because it's still different where you're coaching general pop and you have a coach that has 25 teams like uh to win a championship and you're like just so i think what hockey brought me was discipline grit and like working hard and as a team 
we got to understand that we're a couple of players that we are going in the same direction. So everyone has to understand that maybe your, your friend didn't have the best, yes, maybe sleep it. I wasn't necessarily asking that question, but understanding that you're not alone in this. And I kind of also say that to my clients where like when they embark with me uh, in that journey, I'm like, it's almost my, Hey, you're part of the team right now where I'm the coach and you're all my players and I'm making sure, cause I'm, I'm also, always training mainly two to three people at the same time, different programming, but same space. So I'm able to see more, but I want to create a safe environment. I want to create an environment where, okay, if I'm pairing you with someone else, either you're the same vibe or at least I'm creating a space that you'll feel comfortable and can accomplish your workout. So it's important for me to know, like, who are you? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. For my training, like, don't come here and just fake and say like, you're super on it. I went, uh, fuck my emotions. I want to just lose my mind. I'm like, yeah, no, it doesn't work like that. Cause we're going to go back and forth. And in so three I don't want, I, I, I don't want to cut you off. You said it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that for you or it doesn't work like that in the gym that you work in. It doesn't both. work like that for anyone that comes in and try to like, not be honest about what's their life and mm -hmm. where are we going? Yep. And usually I stop that now. I'm like, look, I'm here. I'm listening. I want to go to your goals, but I need to learn you first, learn about you first and like explain what it takes to go there and what you're explaining with your life right now from all the humans I've trained. That's where we can go with how much sacrifice you're about to do. And also, is it worth it? The sacrifice that we're about to talk about, like, are you making money off your six pack or you're, you're are you doing this for someone else? Are you doing this for you? Are we doing this just for a photo shoot? Like, where are we going with that? That's such a perfect segue. You just introduced a perfect uh, entry to our next segue, which is uh, lifestyle and sacrifices. Um, I want to just elaborate on what you just said, uh, like why you're doing this. So a little bit of how, uh, what I do, um, and I'm sure you do the same thing, right? So I always get clients. Most of my clients that I would get is all from social media, right? Especially with trainers, social media, this is where we sell ourselves, right? And we get a bunch of strangers who come into the office and um, you, you said it yourself, you need to know like where, where this person is coming from briefly, right? Uh, within an hour or 30 minutes uh, while we sit down. That's something that really uh, is a priority of mine. Uh, I'm a big talker. I literally have a fucking podcast because I can't stop talking, but um, I talk to them and I ask about where they are, where they're coming from. And um, generally, well, I'm not going to say anyone's name, but generally speaking, I would get mothers, single mothers who are coming to me for, to work out because they're either super, they just gave up on themselves and, or they are fed up of the way they look. And I'll never forget. I had this, I'm going to call her Susan. Her name is not Susan, but as always, uh, everyone, they all, we all want to lose. Uh, we all want to lose weight, right? You never have a client saying, Hey, Cohen, Hey, Justin, I want to get as fat as fucking possible. Let, let, let's, let's go. Right. No. I, I just want to get fat. You know, <laughs> usually the goal is generally speaking, you want to lose weight, lose fat and whatever. And within the first month, um, you know, your goal is if they're coming in to see you three times a week at six o'clock in the fucking morning, 
it's already it's, it's six o'clock in the morning it's way too early so sometimes you have to be kind of like that motivator but not yeah. like threaten them like hey you paid for this let's go whatever uh we had a great relationship me and her uh client trainer relationship and it was to the point where she told me hey justin as soon as you see me give up i want you to tell me how ugly i look and that really i was like what the fuck but yeah. i'm like and that really there's a lot of trainers out there who do it for the money right like hey you want me to say how ugly you are i will just because you did it right yeah but the biggest thing that I realized is like, Hey, look, you could, everyone could work out at the gym five days a week or work out in general five days a week for an hour. Congratulations. You worked out five hours of your week, one hour of your day, but it's the 23 other hours of your day that we're not with you that you got to handle. Amen. So when she told me, Hey, Justin, I want you to tell me how ugly I look. So I'll push myself. And I remember this is my, a younger, like my younger version. I just started off. It's like, as trainers, we just think, let's just, I just want to make a move and sweat for one hour. Never have I ever thought of stopping a workout and going into talk. Mm-hmm. And when she said that, I was like, whoa, her name is Susan. She was like 50 something years old. Her kids are all moved out. She has time for herself. And she's on all these dating apps, by the way. And yet she's telling me to tell her that she's ugly so she could, so she could be motivated. So I brought her in the room, the office, and I was like, we need to address this. And um, she just cried. And we, luckily for her, I didn't have any client after her. So we just stood there. Well, we sat there for like another hour. And she comes back to me the next uh, the two days later. And she's like, I have never slept so good. And ne- I don't remember the last time I slept so good like that in my life. Yeah. Cause she let it all out. And she just looked like she was like 15 pounds lighter. And um, that was something I never really uh, thought about was the power of, of communication and the power of, you know, really looking into their lifestyle and looking at the, the underrated stuff that quote unquote underrated stuff that social media definitely doesn't push. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, uh, have you ever experienced that yourself? Like, cause I don't know what the clientele is like in Westmont. Right. But you just mm-hmm. kind of introduced that. Like, you know, you have, yeah. you know, your basic, Monsieur, Madame, tout le monde, and the 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 CEOs and the wealthy people who may be viewed as well. These people have everything they ever wanted. They have it all, right? Guaranteed, like their chances of achieving their goals or the reason why they're working out is nowhere near as fucked up as 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 for example, Susan's. Yeah. Um, obviously I'm not here to ask you let out all the secrets, but, uh, I would like to know from your perspective, um, since I were on this lifestyle and sacrifice, um, have you experienced that yourself? And if so, please, I would love for you to elaborate on that. Yeah, for sure. At the end of the day, Westmount or not, there's still a human in front of you. So money or not. Wow. Yes, man. Yeah, no, but like they have access. I'm just saying like 
the clientele we work with, they just have access to maybe more private training and being able to afford it for a longer period of time. Mm-hmm. But the issues, they still stay the same. If, if you're not comfortable in your body, then they'll try to either find a way for you to motivate them differently or have those conversations that are either negative or will not bring them where uh, you'll be in a healthy mindset or a state of mind. But definitely I've stopped clients on the floor, either talking about a subject, bringing a subject, and then being like, just like a quick, hey, let's jump on a call uh, later today. I'll address the situation with you. Right now we're in a space, either there's somebody else and let's keep it like a safe space. Uh, let's make sure that the, we like, I will want to cover the subject with you, but it's not the time and the place. Um, but the Susan that you're talking about, I had plenty of those that you got to take a moment and kind of take a break and be like, we're, we're on the same page where we want to go towards what you're looking for, but your approach or the way you're, you're, you're thinking you'll get there by me, either being with a negative reinforcement will not bring you there. Mm. Um, and for sure I've had sit downs and right now it's with zoom and facetime and stuff like that sometimes it's a quick like hey my day finishes at four if you have time let's grab it like a 15 minutes let's chat let's kind of revisit where your your head is and kind of talk about where we're going and what you're looking for and my perspective on how you see stuff right now and we're doing either a great job or yes okay let's correct that but everyone pretty much has the same issues where they're coming in either not feeling great in in their body and want to change it but they've been also uh fucked up by the industry and has they have so many messages coming in i'm and that's really val who uh taught me that and i'm embracing it for the last few years it's like taking charge of the space so you're coming in my space i'm still the coach even if you're paying me and i'm still the anchor there and making sure that we're on the pillars and we're on track, not like follow my lead and I'm going to tell you what to do and shut up. It's more, it's maybe not the time and place. Uh, it's okay. Let's chat after. Um, no, right now, I don't think you're uh, right about what you're saying and how, like, that's how I think we should go. Why? Because from the experience and the 200 other women that had the same situation at you, I saw a greater result going in that path and let's try it and let's stay positive as let's go there but taking charge of the space makes also the client is like okay i feel like he understands me but also will guide me versus like like you said just like i want to make the money and just scream like you're ugly keep going you Uh, said something sorry continue continue no and again i think we're kind of covering two subjects and i'm kind of coming back to the lifestyle where yeah it's interesting where in the last i would say three to four years where someone comes and I'm like, hey, are you the type to, to drink on a Saturday night and having fun with your friends or not? Like just understanding from Monday to Sunday who you are and be like, if you're not gonna let go of this and this and you're presenting me that goal with my experience and seeing other clients, that's where we can, that's what we can reach and with brutal honesty. Then are you ready to kind of cut that Saturday night with the friends that, Right now, you feel great about it. You have your social life. It's not setting you back. And we're still going to be strong. We're still going to live long. You're still going to be able to play with your, your kids. 
thrive in your job. But if we cut your Saturday to maybe lose another three pounds, you might be miserable. So where are we going with that? Mm. And I'm wow. like, and some I've had so many clients being like, I'm happy we've covered this because these nights were important for me. And I'm just throwing things like this up. The bottle of wine every Saturday night was important for me where like, it's not a question of alcohol, but just more like sitting down with my girls talking, whatever. Yep. And then I can still accomplish everything my week being and managing the way that I have right now. But that makes sense with who I am, not the picture I've showed you and not my friend or because some, they fuel their body differently. Some food is food and some they're foodie. Some they need uh, either the alcohol once a week. Uh, some will not never sleep eight hours if you tell them to sleep eight hours. And I'm like, that's the best we can do right now because you're not managing that. And let's understand that there's sacrifices to go where you want to go. And then maybe your goal will change a bit, but you'll overall be happy and it's going to be more consistent. I and feel like... Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm kind no, of. That's how I saw. That's how I've. I saw that I've either changed lives and also kept clients because they see it more of as part of my life now. Like I just feel good and I move well, and then I can, for sure, continue doing what I I love. And then for sure, there's small sacrifices. Everyone has changed in my client's stuff. To at the end of the day, you gotta like if you're chugging three bottles of wine every Saturday. I'm like. Yeah like maybe cut to one, but yeah. maybe that night we're never going to be able to cut for sure alcohol or whatever we're doing. Cause if you want to APAC, trust me, girl, we got to figure out a way to cut all the, the things, but maybe the APAC is not the solution, but you're still training three times a week. You're still pretty fit. And I always make sure how I handle situation. I will never give my perspective on your body where you decide how when you want to look, I just know like, okay, if I bring you there, this is the sacrifices. We can definitely look like this because some girls like you did it. You want to be a bikini model. That girl did it. You can do it. But you know what she did for that? Yeah. Let's talk about it. That is something. Uh, by the way, uh, we're, we're talking a lot about women, right? I just want to address yeah, that. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're too. I think too, it's Susan. I think it's Susan. have to address yeah. this because you never know in 2022 now, yeah. like, people are sensitive. Uh, it's totally, just you right. have to understand. Uh, the fitness industry is consistent. And this is a fact, actually. Uh, I believe it's like 76% of the industry is consisted by, uh, it consists of women, right? Yeah. So like for the ladies listening to two males talking about women, we are simply talking about our experience with our clients and the majority of our clients, at least on my end, yeah. and I'm assuming yours too, is all women. Right, I do have. You, and without cutting you, it's eighty percent of my clientele is women, and even eighty-five. And it's been for the last like this for the last seven years. And yep. have clients like clients like female client coming in and seeing me and saying like, I want to feel strong. I have a a big job. I want to just. I'm coming yep. here to clear my mind, be present, and never. We never talked about weight, and yep. I'm like, awesome. Like we've skipped at least a part that. But it's just, I think the industry and fashion and whatever kind of blends together and then women usually will have will see like a either it's an ad or a body that they should look yeah. like and then come with that and want to talk about that versus maybe i've seen less of this with male clients dude but the amount of the amount of uh i want to really touch on that um people think it's fucking easy you know what i mean and like 
So look, we've been talking about women. Uh, I'll, sh- I'll give you many stories of men. The amount of guys who come to see me and they show me a fucking picture of, what was it? Uh, uh, Tom Hardy or whatever. And one of the, they send me, they show me, like I sit him down and we, uh, male or female, I, I sit them down and we're like, hey, so what are your goals, whatever. And they're like, I like to lose this amount of weight, this and that. And then they show me, I, I want to look like this. You know, they show you picture like, I want to look like that. And it's like, I feel like, for example, having a six pack, you know, like people, social media, especially supplement companies, fucking bullshit supplement companies, uh, they push this aesthetic driven, this aesthetic based goals where, hey, take this supplement or because I did X, Y, Z in the gym. I ended up looking like this and it's always super cut or super jacked yeah. and with a six pack and everything as, as if like, this is like the goal. And you just say to yourself, you, you say, Hey, look, it's very important that you have goals, but if you want to look like that, you have to understand there's a fuck ton of sacrifice that you got to fucking give up in yeah. order for you to do that. Now, keep in mind, if you want to do that, there is nothing wrong with that. We are not shaming you like good for you. But like one of my little spoiler alert, one of my episodes that I'm dropping soon is how shit your life is holding a six pack. Like your life's like, like as a 31 year old male, like I had a six pack. I'll be honest. Like, I'm not trying to brag or anything, but I was an athlete. I remember when I jumped when I did, I was a long jumper, believe it or not. I'm not 6'3", I'm literally like 5'10", but I did pretty fucking good for myself. I remember when I jumped for the first time in detention and I was like five centimeters away from breaking the Quebec uh, record. Right there and then, I told myself, I want to be an Olympian. And I'll never forget my coach who just came over the other day, my high school ch- coach who changed my life forever. He's like, hey, if you want to be an Olympian, you have to breathe eat, sleep, talk, work, like everything like an Olympian. And those were the sacrifices that I made for the better because I was literally a delinquent. I just failed sec two for the second time. Uh, I was going nowhere. But so I had abs from then, like from there, from then on, I had abs from then and that I was identified as that. And I just, and so I had that all the way from 2016. And as soon as I gave up my career, I met my girlfriend, who is now my wife, uh, who also works out. Um, everyone was like, hey, Justin, like, where, where, are your, where are your abs, bro? Like, I was identified as that. And it was so fucking hard because life, life, life came in. Like, if you're an athlete, Cause people look at these supermodels as if like, this is like, Oh, like it's so easy for them to get it, but it's their fucking life. Yeah. If you're a professional athlete and you're fat, <laughs> something's wrong here. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Usually it's not a good correlation. Like, and so people relate to us athletes like, Oh, like I want to look like this guy, but it's like, yo, when life hit me, when I stopped training three, like six hours a day, twice a day, five, six days a week. Yeah. My six pack got my six pack is gone. And it's like, but I am now the happiest person I've ever been in my life. 
and I'm, I'm sure there's people still happy with the six pack and it comes back with what you said earlier like total respect to those who want want that and are achieving that and are, are achieving it right now but the majority of people are not necessarily athletes or models or stuff like that so when you're coming to me and you want to look like this I'm still kind of screening you of like are you actually going there for a legit reason or are you coming from self-hate yeah that's it because at the end of the day I know from a fact that it's going to be maybe a no that will get some ass like um and it's it's all good because like you said and I bring that a lot, that, that kind of uh, analogy with clients. I'm like, and especially those who I work with, when I say about like, if I train a, someone who built a business or someone who is married to someone who has a successful business or whatever, vice versa, women or men, I'm like, you, it took you what, 20 years to, to build your business wow. yep. as an employee, you're worth uh, whatever, 250 million your business, you're public. I think the six pack is the same thing oh. as your business right now. So I'm like, if you're willing to do this, I'm sure you have the head for it. But I'm like, obviously you're not, you're not going to take out the hours from your business. So, and you have two kids and a wife and friends. So I'm like, how are we going to manage to bring your body at a level as you brought your business? If we don't, it's 24 hours a day. Exactly. So we have. So, exactly. Uh, and then are you willing to do the sacrifices? Cause I've worked with other trainers where they were um, before the studio, we were at Victoria park and I had a, a girl that was working with her that she loved bikini model and like super dedicated. Like she had clients, but two hours of workout every week, uh, every day, sorry. Uh, like perfect on food, even eating in front of clients, like dedicated. And she won some prizes and stuff like that. But the dedication behind that was crazy. And I'm, but she was into that lifestyle. Like I just, I want to elaborate on that. Um, I am, I am not shitting. Maybe I am shitting a little bit. Like I'm not shitting on this person you're talking about it, huh? specifically. Like um, maybe I am shitting on the whole bodybuilding perspective. Is bodybuilding is fucking everywhere now. You know, what I mean, I feel like bodybuilding is like the new norm of like looking really good. But in reality, you like I'm just gonna break it down here. You are literally starving yourself making yourself go down to 2% body fat, which is basically you're making yourself look like you're fucking sick. So you could go off, you could go on stage and win a judgment competition. It's pretty tough. Like that. But, and it's pretty clear the way you're saying it. And it's, when you look at that, it's for sure. If you're not built mentally for that, it's actually a judgment competition. Like, it's just like, you're looking better than somebody else or not. For sure. It's just yeah. like, like I've spoken, I, like one of my really good friends, one of my mentors, actually, he was a bodybuilder and, uh, but he looks at it as a way where, um, he just wants to see how far he could push himself and right. how his body reacts to like, you know, glucose levels. And he's very, um, scientific. And I love that, but he projects that on social media. Mm-hmm. He says, Hey, I'm, I am now 4% body fat. Um, here's the thing my sleep is shit. I feel like I'm very sick. Yeah. I feel this and that. And that is beautiful about how, what he's doing. He's like, look, I am working to get this because for X, Y, Z, these are my personal reasons. If you don't like it, it, fuck off. But you just said he's creating awareness. It's like, Hey, all the young kids, all the, especially men, uh, men, all the young men who are trying to look like this, you have to understand my life is shit. 
right now. This is not long-term. Now, I'm going to elaborate a little bit on that. Uh, again, all these bodybuilders, uh, I guess I fall under this thing in terms of track and in terms of sports and athletics. These bodybuilders, oh my God, congratulations. You won Quebec Open for being the sexiest guy in a fucking bikini, whatever. Hey, I won this, I won this competition. I'm offering my services now. Let me train you yeah. to look like this. And all it is is close-up pictures of them. They, they make it seem as if like this is like the healthy way to go. And hey, look how great I look. And, yeah. and I, I fucking hate it. I hate it beyond imagination. And I feel like if there were more bodybuilders, I'm really shitting on them right now. But like, like Cohen is not affiliated to my shitting on bodybuilders. I'm just saying that right now. Cohen's a very nice no, guy. You're, you're shitting on the message versus I'm shitting on the message. Thank yeah. you for thank yeah. you for. I'm just shitting on them on the the general message that bodybuilders our age these days are projecting because it's all for. I'm going to sacrifice my body. I'm publicizing this on Instagram and social media. Hey guys. My journey's over. I know what I'm doing. Let me help you get it. But you know, but they never addressed, you know, their insulin levels. They never adjust their stress hormones. They never adjust how being four percent body fat is completely fucking unhealthy. Yeah. And it's just it really sucks. So um, I just want to take a, another segue to uh, this is kind of opens up to the next topic of strength training and cardio. Yeah. Right. Um, I've seen you, I've seen you talk, I, I've seen you uh, with a lot of athletes, uh, male and female, and a lot of Mr. Madame Tunmon. Uh, what is usually, um, there's always a time and place for cardio, right? Yeah, totally. I always, like in all my episodes I talk about, I kind of, I, once again, I shit on cardio just because cardio is represented as the fast, effective way to lose as many weight, as, as much weight as possible, super fast. Which, you know, there's a time and place for that. If you're going on vacation, yeah, cardio and hit is a great thing, great thing for that, right? But people base cardio as their cornerstone mm -hmm. and as their rock to live this healthy, active lifestyle. Yeah. Um, and it's very hard for me to talk to my clients, especially women, about, hey, ladies, we're lifting heavy today four reps of squats, overhead press. God forbid we lift heavy upper body. They freak out because they immediately affiliate that to CrossFit, right? Uh, I just want to know, like, where, what are your thoughts on that? Like, and how do you, I'm assuming Westmount or fucking China, I don't give a fuck. They all have that same type of mentality or correlation, right? Pretty much like, and I've been just happy where I'm, kind of with a standing regular clientele that I preach uh, pretty much what's going to be good for you and like took out the fear of strength and heavy and stuff like that. Uh, but yes, generally speaking, when a, uh, someone comes into my space and wants to lose weight, they'll maybe say how much cardio I should be doing and stuff like that. And I'm I'm explaining where there's a time and place for it. I think it's great to integrate it even to our trainings, but when we're looking longevity wise, even for like Alzheimer and just the fact of like the density of the bones and making sure that we're your structure, you're just your, your body itself 
could live longer and stronger, we need to lift weight. We need resistance. And again, you're either not going to look like the next number one bodybuilder in the world if you lift heavier. It's all about how much you're consuming. If you're eating like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 1,000 calories and you're a girl who spends 3,000, okay, we might start putting a lot of weight because we're doing a lot of strength yeah. and then you're feeding your body like crazy, like you're trying to gain weight. But at the end of the day, we're, we're looking to, okay, in a week, we need to create a certain workout that you'll create resistance and get that body stronger for long-term. When you look at people that never lifted anything right now and they're 70 and the, the hip starts uh, giving out yeah. and then even their studies with Alzheimer right now like and strength training where you're seeing a more correlation of like people not never lifted or never used their body because we're also like pretty much like in, uh, behind desks right now and yep. working from home and stuff like that. We're sitting down right now doing this podcast. <laughs> no, but that's it. But you need to, to do a certain physical activity with resistance. Yeah. Um, and then cardio. Yes, for sure. We can add it. It's important to, uh, to, to work on your cardiovascular uh, system. But at the end of the day, it's not only like, hey, I want to you think six weeks of or six days a week of spinning will do the, the job. I'm like, absolutely. But not. you're seated. All, you're seated eight hours a day and you're going to sit on a bike for one and then such a good push point. your back and then just pedal like. I, Fuck, love- I knew you'd be perfect for this pot. Sorry, continue. Sorry, no, such a I, good point. Dude. And I'm like, Fuck I love stuff. that you're you love spinning because you're active and you're 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 doing something. But we need to be functional. We need to move. When you pick up your two year old, you're hinging. You know how oh. to. Hinge. Like, at the end of the day, you're maybe getting injured right now because we're the fundamentals. You're, you're promoting that. bad mecha- body mechanics, basically. Yeah. Right. But not even just spinning, but just it's I mean, I'm not shitting on spinning. But I'm saying like if you're only either running or I don't know, you're rowing on the machine and I rather you row than you spin. But I'm just saying we got to figure out a way that at the end of the day, you might be picking something pretty high in your kitchen for a jar. And are we doing it the right way or you're going to fuck up your back and then go see the physio and then come back to the to your spinning class and then this and physio and then repeating the same movement. I'm trying to make you strong in your day-to-day life. You know, what's funny. Uh... Hey guys, real quick. If you guys enjoying this episode and enjoying the content that Cohen is giving us, well, I got even better news for you. I just want to let you guys all know that Cohen is taking on more clients where he's offering private or semi-private trainings. So if you're interested, you can contact him directly on his Instagram handle, which is cohen.austri. Cohen spelled C-O-W-A-N dot Austri, A-U-S-T-R-I-E. Or his email account, which is austri.cohen at gmail.com. Or cohen at the studio montreal.com you can even visit the gym's website at www.thestudiomontreal.com for further information about him or the gym he works at and don't worry i know i was spelling a lot of words right now i will leave all this in my show notes so that's all for this thank you guys so much for listening up to now and enjoy the rest of the show Um, I had someone identical to this. 
uh, believe it or not, she was she's a mother. She was a um, flight attendant, and uh, was a flight attendant. Huh? My mom was a flight attendant. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, so small I get world. So, and this is when I was a young trainer, and I never really uh, uh, made this correlation, but uh, she wanted to do a lot of uh, cardio. Obviously, why summer is around the corner. This is like a, we were like in April, right? So summer's around the corner, and she wanted to lose a lot of weight. She signed up for like thirty six sessions. So in my head, it was like, hey, I got thirty six sessions. This is another thing that we're going to talk about another podcast of like how to, you know, uh, not think of it session per session. I have thirty six sessions to get this woman to lose as much weight as possible, so she could be some quote unquote summer body ready. And we did cardio at the end of the session, but the majority, my, the backbone of my, of my training was always resistance training, squats, overhead, the compound movements, right. And like sled pushes, whatever. Yeah. May came along and she comes up to me and she's in tears and she didn't hit. She lost the weight that she wanted to lose, which is guys, if you want to lose weight, it's really easy to lose weight. Just fucking basically, if you want, literally starve yourself and just do some stupid burpees and, you know, burn an, a, 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 like an X amount of calories. And that, well, like, if you want to think of it like fast, fast, right? It's yeah. that easy to lose weight. Um, she comes up to me, she starts crying and she's like, Justin, I was able to, uh, I put someone's luggage on top of their seat. And I was like, okay, cool. Good for you. Which is no, but Justin, I was never able to do that before. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. There's more underlying issues that people really neglect. And won't we'll, we'll talk about sometimes. They kind of forget that they're they kind of forget they kind of forget. And it's like, and I told them, I'm like, let's say her name is Susan. Susan, like, you didn't get this from cardio. You did not get this from cardio. You got that from you know the shoulder presses, the overhead press, like just shoulder mobilization, proper movement. And, uh, as much as of a douchebag I was back in the day, like I do know my stuff. I'm not trying to brag, but, um, and that is when she kind of flipped the, the script where it's like, I love cardio, but if I could do my job, the, the thing that puts food on my table better, and I could do it for a longer period of time without pain, yeah. I'm all for that. And that's what I try to right off the bat go to with my clients where it could be from the guy who plays golf three to four times a week, but comes and see me and wants to be jacked or yeah, whatever. And like, I want to look a certain way. And I'm like, yeah, but you're kind of always creating a lot of torsion in your core right now with, with your golf. And I'm going to tap into this because what you want to get injured when you're playing or we can play for a long period of time until you're 75. First of all, hit the ball. Well, yep. there's power in it. And trust me, if we're just religious on the training, even if it could be related to your work, to your uh, sport hobby, and we eat clean and stuff like that, you're going to start seeing results. Because also people think there's certain ex exercise that will bring you to a certain physique, but I'm like, if you're just religious on like, okay, week by week, I, I put in the work, I work properly, I eat clean, your, your body's gonna change. 
Exactly. But let's do it on a long period of time. Not like I have six weeks and then we'll chat later. It's like people's priorities. Like you just said golf, right? Like I have a lot of, I had uh, all there, there were, there were men. Um, they're golfing. They're like, yeah, I want to improve my, I had no fuck all with golf. Uh, I, yeah. Matter of fact, I fucking hate golf. However, I know what it takes to move. Yeah. For you know the pattern. You, like if you yeah. know the pattern, you can train it. Exactly. But they think they're like, yeah, I want to get bigger. I want to get, and they say this all the time. I just want to get bigger for summer. Yeah. I want to develop more muscle so I could, I could put more power in my swing. And I said, okay, imagine if I'm a genie and I snap my fingers and I gave you 10 pounds of muscle. Do you honestly fucking think you're going to be able to swing the yeah. way you swing now? And they're like, but yeah, of course. And I'm like, you're like, yep. fucking idiot. You know what I mean? You don't say that, but it's like, no. And then to, to tell clients, keep in mind for the listeners who've never trained, who was never trained by a trainer, personal training is expensive. But so if you if I, the biggest issue that I always had growing up now, it's, it's much better. Like I could say, it, uh, I feel like I have the respect I, I deserve now, right. They develop through time. It's like, imagine telling a customer who's willing to pay you a hundred dollars a session that your goals aren't realistic and it's not going to happen that way, but try and get them to continue to pay. Yeah to give you the hundred dollars for their goals. It's really for a big, for a trainer in the beginning, it's really intimidating, right? For sure. And I've, my, my message or my confidence in a session or a first assessment for sure changed as you see people. And like the, what I mentioned of like taking charge of the space, as you get more experience, the client will see also how your presence and how you're confident about your message and be like, you got to still, there's still a way of selling your service without selling. You're like, look, like you're not my first one like this. And like, trust me, let's do that. The three months together. And we talk after. Exactly. Like, let's, let's trust me. What, what you're doing right now wasn't working for the last 15 years. So like, <laughs> like give me a chance, but it's also people. And I think on pri in private training and there's other experienced trainer or trainer that have been for the last 15 years training people that will also damage I think the the industry by going super low on prices and being like oh there's a deal train nine times I give you free yeah. like the industry that's another podcast I think even for you but the industry is getting sometimes mocked or it's like oh it's just like uh I just want to train and like like how how come you're that expensive or oh across the street is less than you like it's still something that takes a lot of knowledge to Absolutely. bring them in. So first off, if people would see it differently, not a quick fix of like, who's the cheapest and I'll just be doing machine mm. cardio. Like, I know you're paying me like your dentist. Like I'm going to take care of your body. Exactly. Like, you don't go to the dentist and be like, you're so expensive. Just floss my teeth and brush them for $35. It's like, so the, the, the power of education and the power of yeah. impact that trainers that people don't look at as train uh, that people don't look at trainers as yeah is uh, so underrated and uh, you just said you have i told you before jumping on this podcast cohen you have an ability to 
impact your clients to the point where you have clients with you for four years. That's, here's the thing. Maybe these clients that you have haven't achieved exactly their exact goals, right? But every single time, who knows, maybe every single time they're with you, it's like they are learning one more thing about themselves that they could benefit from for the rest of their lives. For sure. Right? And um, that's, that's one of the reasons why I brought you on here. Uh, There's also a bigger thing. Some those who like come in the last four years, some achieved uh, a lot achieve and they stay, stay there because there's also they're investing in them themselves. Like if they would, whatever, go to organic grocery stores and making sure of what they're buying or uh, is it investing their time with their kids, investing their time in their business. They're like, I'm investing in time with a professional and it goes beyond that where I try to create a safe space and experience there that it's a one hour session that you're present for yourself because the 23 hours, people are slamming me with emails, your kids and this and stuff. This is a place for you and someone smart and knows what he's doing behind the exercise is training you. So you're yep. in a safe space and they take their yearly budget and be like, I'm able to put that amount on this and you're in my budget. So I'm training with you. Yeah. I'm going to take a segue. Yeah. Uh, Cause now that I'm a dad, uh, I yeah. told you that we're going to touch on that. For sure. I could, uh, I could see you smiling from ear to ear now. Uh, I am now a, a dad. It's been, uh, what day are we today? He's 20, 20, 20 years old, 20 days old. Uh, Look, that's going to come gonna, really gonna fast. going to be 20 though. I've heard Yeah, that. exactly. Um, I just want to know. Uh, so here we are, we're talking about uh, how um, clients, especially parents, they come to us and they, they, they want to achieve their goals. Yeah. A lot of parents that come to me, they come to me after their kid is now 15 years old or the kid is 20 years old or the kid has even moved out of their house and they finally have time for themselves. Yeah. Uh, I remember, and I'm sure you could recall as well. Uh, you hear it. I hear it all the time. It's like, Oh, Justin, as soon as you're a dad, your life is over. Uh, you know, like throw away your body, throw away the, the workouts, throw away the gym. And, um, I was going to make an episode about being a dad before I even had my son. And I didn't want to, I decided not to do that because whatever, I feel like I was stepping on people's toes. Um, but here we are as trainers, we train moms and dads and they say, uh, I'm here because I now have time for myself. Um, as much as I'm super happy for moms and dads paying attention uh, to themselves, finally, I just feel like, why does it need, why do you need to wait till your kid is literally moved out of their house or wait till you literally hit rock bottom to pay attention to yourself? I think that goes beyond having a kid. I think it's just the person's either true personality yeah. or just they were never tapped into the, the workout. Because if I relate to my clientele, um, yes, some had stopped during pregnancy some kept going and we modify i have a lot of either pregnant women or uh they post pregnancy we come back we work on pelvic floor and stuff like that but if it's been 15 years it's more like hey i just never tapped into it and i'm i think i think you're they're using maybe the kid hey i'm thinking about myself and i'm not judging whoever right now it's been 15 years that they waited and they trained 
15 years ago. But usually it's more if you're you have a kid uh, and you were training before, you see it. Sometimes they, they wait for a year or some two. And I, I have a lot of like it's been a year or two years that I've been not training because I've really dedicated my time to like the newborn. And it's a Absolutely. lot of work. Um, but when they understand uh, the effect of training on their mind and their body, usually they want to quickly come back and try to create a routine. It's usually like because it's time consuming the kid. They're like, and women are wonderful there. And also it's a curse. They like take care of everyone else, but themselves sometimes. Um, and usually so that they forget. And then they're like, Hey, I have to start back. And I have so many clients like this that I've trained like pre-pregnancy and then they stop and they come back a year later and they're like, they message me. I'm like, Cohen, I'm, I want to come back. I'm ready. I want to take care of myself. And it's all a beautiful thing also. Um, and, uh, no, like, and now I understand way more. And that's, that was a beautiful thing of having kids. It brings you another type of education without educating yourself of like, Hey, I feel you now. I didn't sleep last night. Yeah. Uh, I, even if before I understood not, not sleeping, what it does to the body. Now I kind of really understand also waking up for a kid and care about them, getting a message during a session. And you just want to make sure it's, it's fine. And I'm, I'm like, it's just understanding more the person in front of you when you have kids. Um, and for sure, being a dad, uh, helped me with clients and on the other side, motivated me right now to like, like make sure they have everything they need. Yeah. So let's talk more. Like we've, we spoke a lot about clients now. Let's just talk yeah. more. Like, let's talk about Cohen the dad apparently by the way you're you're considered a zaddy now do you know what the word zaddy means i love one song from ty dollar sign that's zaddy but okay uh, yeah okay I, that's you, it my I'll wife describe it i, I don't know i i'm still learning basically a zaddy is another way of saying dilf apparently uh morgan okay. keeps telling me i'm a zaddy so yeah, you're, you're a very good looking guy yourself so you're considered a zaddy now uh well, like yeah. i want to know what it's like with you you have two bro your kids are beautiful i've worked <laughs> at costco for literally 15 years and i've seen my fair share of good looking kids and i've seen a fair share of ugly looking kids and like obviously i don't say yo your kid is ugly bro but like it's <laughs> just like your kids are beautiful so when i say when your kids are beautiful your kids are beautiful what are their names they're two boys right yeah so my i one just turned three years old on tuesday kimton Kimpton. And, uh, yeah, Kimpton. So it's usually a British last name, but Kimpton with a K. Uh, and Jalen. So Jalen is, is 10 months, uh, turning one in June. He's 11 months. We're June soon. So I, I, I lose track of time. But applied, so Kimpton and Jalen, uh, it's just a beautiful thing. It's tough to describe if you have no children, but the love that you have for them, it's undescribable where... I love my wife and I would do everything for her, but the fact of thinking you can literally jump in front of a car for them, it's like, it's not a question. Like, it's real, yeah. It's real and the coming back to like work and just understanding that I have to feed two mouths now and like the extra push or the extra grind or the, it's just a natural thing because I just want the best for them. Um, but it's, a, it's still a, a big, big juggle where a lot of hours that I work a week I want to make sure I'm part of their life as much as possible if it's from they have a birthday they're 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 in into a sport or 
an event, whatever. They're still young, but I want to make sure that, and that was one thing I love about being a trainer as well. I can manage my schedule, but I want to be present as much as possible because I just think it's a beautiful thing. I come home and I see their smile and it's like whatever type of day I had. And I pretty have awesome days. It's like, I have, have some clients. We always put good music, but if it's a long day and I see the smile, it just changes like the whole. No, I'm not, I'm not there yet. I still laugh. No, is, uh, no you're on the, the, you're the, on the rough and it's, 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 it's a beautiful part also. It's growing fast every week, but um, it just gets better and better. Yeah. And especially for a dad right now in your situation, it's harder where the connection is not the same, but when they start saying your name, laughing at whatever you do and yeah. like want to be like, hugging you instead of mommy you're like okay now i'm bonding like my three-year-old it's crazy how we bond like he's he talks now we play he wants to like yeah. tickle and let's go play ball outside like that's it's a beautiful thing um and for all the trainers out there sometimes the picture of having a family and kind of making sure you can provide and it's a bit of subject you started with of like hey i i went uh, in private training saw saw a vision and then Kay had to shift and not necessarily do a full-time job. I think it's totally possible. And um, it's the way you're just managing your business and it's just the way you're managing your schedule. And you don't need to do the 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. Uh, there's a way to build and to create a more uh, sustainable and logical schedule to have a family time. Because we all know some trainers are like still maybe 12 to 13 hour at the gym trying to like scratch the clients. And uh, it's a hard part with having kids sometimes, depending on your schedule. It's just, um, I don't want to take too much of your time, Cone. I know you're waiting. No We're talking about your kids. Um, the biggest thing that I realized, so before, so I created this podcast and I'm interviewing people yeah. for a reason. I have goals. I have long-term goals with this. Obviously, I'm not going to address this live. Um, but, uh, before Landon was born, I was literally doing all this work, uh, for him, for money. I'll be very honest with you. Uh, yeah. um, and, um, then, you know, like, uh, Morgan's water broke. Like, man, just thinking about it right now, bro. It's like, it, like everything happens so quick. And then all of a sudden this fucking kid is born and, you know, we live in a day, a day and age where, you know, money doesn't make you happy, but money makes a lot of things easier, unfortunately. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Especially with the fucking gas price, bro. Money makes a lot of shit easier. You know what I mean? But yeah, um, I train these dads and I don't find we have a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, there's not a lot of dad, like dad life things that we could uh, look up on. It's all about like moms and there's nothing wrong with it. It's just, no. um, as soon as Landon was born, uh, everything just shifted. And it's like, I just want to, I, I don't want to leave him. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's so weird because we're, we all focus on like, you know, putting your physical effort into uh, the, into your health and wellness to look yeah. as good as you want and to feel good. But then all of a sudden it's like, I never once asked dads who I've trained how their sleep was yeah. or how their stress was. And it's like, I never once. And then, you know, obviously like 
The kid is, I'm doing the night shift. By the way, for listeners who have never, who are planning on having kids, get your girl pregnant or adopt or whatever, or get your girl pregnant in August. So she's pregnant throughout the winter, which is, uh, which is sweat, sweatpants season. She doesn't got to wear jeans or any of that. But when the kid is born now, you got playoff hockey and you got playoff ball when you're doing the night shift. When the kid ain't sleeping, you got all great, you got great TV to, li- to, to listen to, right? But anyways, that's just a little side note. It's just, um, bro, the exhaustion is real. The- yeah, and you're like really in the peak right, right now, like every two, three hours, kid wakes it's, it's just like, I had, I had a goal in my life. I'm going to go to the gym once a week, every, every once a week, uh once landon is born but it's like i'm so fucking exhausted and i just feel like yeah oh your excuses excuses but it's like i need to be there like I, i'm not there mentally in a way i'm i'm here now yeah. you know what i mean but it's just yeah. i got much better at it but it's like you. it's really it's really uh something to uh that like no one really talks about right um so that being said speaking of sleep uh, I'm going to, I don't know if you want to add on to anything, but it's about that time where my kid is, my wife just texted me that he's put down, he's about to be put down. So I'm actually going to catch some sleep myself with my wife. Naps are fucking crucial, correct? Crucial and nothing to be ashamed of, but especially with kids, crucial. So look, um, I'm going to, I'm going to stop unless you want if you have uh, something else to say about uh but look th- there's going to be many more episodes to come with you i'd love to have you back on again awesome me um, too and again like you said there, we're gonna have time to chat about other stuff hell yeah so look ladies and gentlemen oh cohen by the way I want, before we leave off is there uh where can we reach you like you what are your social media platforms pretty, pretty much uh present like strong on instagram so uh, Cohen Austri, I'm pretty much the only one who has that name, <laughs> like in a way of <laughs> on Instagram, like it's pretty easy if, uh, you're close to Montreal to, to, to find me or the studio Montreal. Um, and when I have a link tree on my page, so how to connect with me through your email, or you can jump into that website for the studio Montreal and see what we are all about, uh, DM or email me uh, if you need my services. Um, but Instagram will be the best uh, best way to reach our team. Um, yeah, we're there, we answer. We're all about changing lives and making human feels good. All right, guys, that was the end of that episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you think this was helpful in any way, please share my podcast on all your social media platforms and to anyone you know personally that needs to hear this message. Secondly, please give my podcast a five-star rating and leave a comment. The more five-star ratings and comments I have, the more apparent I will be online. Also, if you have any questions or concerns regarding any health or fitness-related topic, whether it's your own personal issues or anything that you read or heard online you can contact me on instagram at justin.blackburn or email me at keep it simple justin at gmail.com keep it simple justin that is all one word 
at gmail.com. You guys have to understand that your questions and concerns is what inspires me to make my next episode. All right. And last but not least, please don't forget to keep it simple. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Stay tuned for the next one.